Well, the time now, it's quarter past 11. Now, eliminating problem plastics is an urgent and crucial task in South Africa, where a staggering 2.4 million tons of plastic waste is generated annually. Now, joining me on the line to speak more about this is Oliver Bronstein. A very good morning to you, Oliver. Morning, Silvana, and to your listeners. Yes, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, yeah, feeling excited for a Monday morning. Fantastic. Glad. So nice to have you here at, with us at Holderberg FM. Now, I think I'm going to start Ooh. off with uh, with asking you, can you tell us more about South African Plastics uh, Pact and its mission to eliminate problem plastics? Great. Um, thank you very much. Well, the Plastics Pact is a collaboration between uh, the major players in plastic packaging uh, as an industry, so that goes through from the uh, manufacturers of plastic packaging, mm-hmm. we call them converters, through to um, uh, the brand owners and retailers. Those are the ones that fill the packaging and sell it. And then um, the voice of the recyclers is also included. Yes. And we collaborate in order to create a circular economy for plastics, one where plastic doesn't enter the environment, but more um, continues to serve its purpose and um, realize the full value of the material. Mm-hmm. So that's what the Plastics Pact is. Um, the mission of the Plastics Pact is to achieve um, four rather ambitious goals. Yes. And so this all happens at a business level. Uh, it doesn't really include the consumers, but I'll, I'll get back to how it refers to the consumers. Mm-hmm. But essentially what those targets are for the members is that they would take action on eliminating problematic and unnecessary items, which we're speaking about today, yes. but then also ensuring that packaging is designed to be reusable, recyclable, or compostable rather than just being single use. Mm-hmm. And then building up um, the recycling industry so that we can achieve a 70% effective recycling rate, yes. um, which we have a long way to go before we're there. And then um, also building a demand for recycled material by putting recycled plastic back into our products and our packaging mm-hmm. uh, and not just using virgin packaging. So yes. those are the targets. And then you asked um, specifically about problematic and unnecessary plastic packaging yes. items. So maybe I could explain what those are. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So those are items that they can't be reused or recycled um, and they often contain uh, like a, a hazardous chemical in the production or they would be of a specific chemistry that they disrupt or hinder uh, the recycling of other materials. So not only do they become waste themselves, but they also waste other items that they're mixed in. Um, So those are some of the the reasons why these items are problematic or necessary. Mm -hmm. Often often it's just like extra packaging, like double bagging, or it could be um, things that that really um, are not necessary and and maybe... um, if you're interested, I could read you the list of what we've got. Oh, yes, most definitely. Mm. Okay, I'll be very quick. Okay. Cool. So, number one is shrink sleeves. It's a kind of labeling. And, yes. and specifically, we're referring to PET or PVC shrink sleeves. So, mm-hmm. there's two kinds of plastics that are useful for shrink sleeve on bottles. Yes. Then, um, number two is barrier bags that are used at tills. Those very thin um, bags. Mm-hmm. Then number three is oxo-degradable plastic. This is a kind of plastic that calls itself biodegradable, but it's it's not really. That's a problematic plastic. Yes. PVC bottles, pallet wrap, or labels. So PVC as a material, we we think of as problematic because it pollutes the recycling stream. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then plastic stickers on your fruit and veggies that you often get on those premium products. Yes. We think of those as, as mm-hmm. bad. Um, and then thin film barrier bags for fruit and veggies that you get uh, at, the, at the veggie section. Plastic straws, plastic stirrers, single-use plastic uh, cutlery mm-hmm. that you can often um, opt in or out for. And that also then would include plastic um, picnic plates and plastic bowls that you can get at the deli. Yes. And then cotton earbuds that have the plastic stem. Uh, that's, that's problematic. Mm-hmm. Plastic lollipop sticks. And then lastly, those plastic microbeads in cosmetics that you often get with like an exfoliating face wash or something like that. Yes. Um, we believe that those, not only is that problematic, but it's unnecessary. They could actually use an organic material, which is healthier for your skin, healthier for the planet. Yes. Uh, we don't know why they need to be plastic. Mm-hmm. So that's the, three, the 12 items. Fantastic. Now, Oliver, I must ask, how are conscious uh, shoppers recognizing and discontinuing the use of uh, these problematic plastics in their daily lives? Well, that's actually a good question. And maybe mm-hmm. um, we could use your, the platform that you have here with your listeners to encourage them to engage with that. Yes. But specifically on this work, we have worked to get the brand owners and retailers, the ones that are putting these items on the market, mm-hmm. to phase them out. Because South Africa has a rather high um, plastic waste recyc- uh, 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 waste rate. So yes. you mentioned 2.4 million tons. Mm. That equates to about 41 kilograms per person per year. Um, yes. And we have a recycling rate of only 14%. Mm-hmm. So, so really what we've achieved by um, phasing these out was that uh, from our members, we have, um, mm-hmm. I think it's... Uh, 42 members, yes. we've actually managed to phase out 34.7 million problematic or unnecessary plastic items yes. that were previously put on the market. Um, so that's that's the, the strides that have been taken by um, the companies that are offering these things to the market. But yes. I want to um, I want to appeal to your listeners today mm-hmm. that they actually have a significant role to play because not all of these items have been phased out yet. There are still many brand owners and retailers who yes. are, A, not a member of the Plastics Pact, and they're not really taking serious steps to reduce plastic waste and, and problematic plastics. Mm-hmm. So the consumer can actually um, get involved. And I think this is really the crux of my, my talk today. So if people yes. take anything home, it's this. Mm-hmm. It's that on an individual level, you have got power. And that you shouldn't be overwhelmed by the scale of the challenge or, or think that it's useless to, to play your part. Every small action has an important role in shifting a system. Yes. And there are three practical steps that consumers can, can do. Mm-hmm. Step number one, reduce consumption. So say no to any of the items that are listed on the, that I just spoke about now, the yes. 12 items. Mm-hmm. Um, but also um, don't, don't buy things that you don't need or that are extra. It would be healthier for your wallet, healthier for the environment if you uh, said no to items that you just don't need. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, make better choices. So when you, you know, everybody needs to consume, everybody needs that things to to live, and so when you are out buying those things, know your packaging. Yes. Firstly, you can read um, on the back of the packaging there is an unpack recycling label. And say that again, an on-pack recycling label or yes. OPRL. Mm-hmm. And that is a, a form of communication that tells the consumer 
if the packaging that they're currently holding is recyclable or not. Yes. And um, all of the brands and retailers, or most of them, should have that. Mm -hmm. This is um, a system for basically telling the consumer, once you're done with the, the contents of this packaging, should you put it into the recycling bin or throw it into the refuse bin? Yes. And then they can also make better choices around um, the packaging that they buy. So based on the information um, on, in the list or on the on-pack recycling label, they can then choose to buy packaging that is recyclable. Mm -hmm. They can also choose to buy items in reusable packaging instead of single-use packaging. Absolutely. So when, you, when you're in the shop, choose the right items. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, um, recycle. It's, yes. It should be seen as um, the bare minimum that you can do. It's, it's socially responsible to recycle. It's not that hard. Um, and it's, it's quite rewarding. Um, you'll see a significant reduction in the amount of waste that goes out in your bin yes. if you do this. Um, and also, it really supports the economy. So by by separating your recyclable material at your household, mm -hmm. you then make that material available for economic activity to happen. And yes. um, so the material could be collected from your house by an appropriate collection service, which is either paid for by the municipality or yourself. You could also drop it off at a recycling drop-off station near your house mm -hmm. or your work. Yes. And but if you don't have those options, or if you don't want to pay for those options, there's actually a third option, which is um, to support the informal economy. So yes. I know that this is a little bit of a contentious issue, and that mm -hmm. some people find um, informal waste collectors yes. um, uh, undesired. But I want to to suggest that actually they play a very important role, and that they collect a huge amount of recycling material. Um, and so they're actually keeping waste out of the landfills and out of the environment. Mm -hmm. And they're creating employment for themselves and they're earning a living by collecting recyclable materials. So how about households and separate their recyclable material and put it in a clear bag next to their bins so that the informal uh, collectors can take it. I love that. So really you have three options to mm -hmm. participate in the recycling economy there. Yes. And those are the steps that people can take and I really want to encourage them to consider that. Fantastic. Uh, if you've just tuned in, this is Holderberg FM 93.6 and we're chatting to Oliver Bronstein. Of, uh, he's the Green Cape representative of Circular Economy. Now, uh, Oliver, I must ask in closing, how can individuals access more information and get involved? Great. Um, I would say that a good place to start would be the Plastics Pack website. Yes. Uh, so it's plasticspack.co.za. Mm -hmm. There's a lot there in the news page. tells you what we're up to and also um, some of the things that you can do to participate. Yes. Um, read the on-pack recycling label. That's probably uh, the easiest thing. So when you're shopping, you know, you, you should always consider what the packaging is. So so read the on-pack recycling labels. Yes. Um, yeah, and mm -hmm. I would say this, you know, there's, a, there's really a lot of information online about recycling and packaging, etc. So fantastic. Yeah, staying, staying informed and um, yeah, participating. Great. Great. Well, Oliver, thank you so much for your time here at Holderberg FM today. We really appreciate all the insight and all the tips and guidance that you've given us. So thank you so much for that. Thank you, Silvana. Thank you. Have a good day.